In studio today, we have three amazing photojournalists and visual artists, uh, women specifically that we collaborated with, and by we, I mean Standard Bank, that we collaborated with for the month of August, which is Women's Month, for the collaboration specifically hear her voice and the purpose of the podcast, the purpose of of the blog and all the work that we have done in social media platforms through their visual representation of ordinary South African women has been solely to amplify the voices of ordinary South African women. And in studio today, I get to interview them, ask them interesting questions to hear not only, you know, more about the stories of their subjects, but their own stories. So in the progression of women's rights and women's wellness in South Africa, we've come a long way, but there is still a lot of work to be done. So, and this is why we have collaborations like this and we have podcasts like this. It is very important that women huddle together and we tell our story through our own voices because who better to hold the pen in your story than yourself? Um, so I, I will start. We'll, we'll just do a roundup. Uh, we'll start with uh, Andy. Mm-hmm. You know, what is your biggest challenge um, that you face as a woman photographer in South Africa? I think just like going into spaces and people taking you seriously. A lot of the times, like a male counterpart, you'll find that they have like more gigs than you do, and that's not to say they're better than what than 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 us uh, women, but it's just that like preference um, from across the world leans more over to them than us. So I think walking into spaces and ha- having to prove yourself all the time gets tiring, especially in South Africa where the art itself isn't taken ser- seriously. Mm. Plus you're a woman. Plus you're black. And it's a male-dominated industry, so it's always having to find yourself, navigate, fit in pockets so that you can do what you do. Sure. Okay. Have you seen any progression whatsoever in the last couple of years of that getting better? I mean, there, there, there are like instances like these with brands and people are trying to include everyone and level the play, playing field. And I think speaking personally to me and my immediate community, I know that I have stories where men like have been really impactful, like in in like helping me um, prosper and, and navigate uh, the media media landscape, especially here in Johannesburg, because I'm from Cape Town, mm. and that's a whole different ball game on its own. Of course, but I find that it's easier to navigate here as a black person than it is that side. Yeah, no, I think most of us will relate. Mm. Thank you so much, Andy. And what has been your experience, Alette, with being a woman photographer in South Africa specifically? I think the biggest challenge for me is something that all women in South Africa face, not just photographers, and that's sort of the safety aspect. Where you, as a woman, you have to be much more careful mm. to make sure you've got a reliable car, you're not going to get uh, stuck on the side of the road. Um, so I think uh, all women, that's not uh, specific to my my job. Um, and I also agree with what Andy said, like, uh, they talk about the boys club, like, especially if you uh, commission by big magazines or agencies, they tend to have a small group of men that they turn to. I do think it's changing as well. Um, there's opportunities where that's specific to women. And I think uh, for me also... Just walking into some camera manufacturers, I'm not going to name any names, but you're not being, you're not taken seriously. You have to tell them, listen, I'm a professional photographer. 
fight for loan units. They talk down to you. So I think um, having more women in the industry is really important to change that. Correct. No, 100% agree with you. And I mean, it'll take also work like this, this kind of collaboration, obviously, to move that needle even further in that kind of way we are then taken seriously. And um, Saliha, have you had similar experience at all? Uh, yeah, very much so. To echo exactly what, what Andy and Annalette have saying, for, for me, uh, the safety aspect is huge because a lot of times I feel like my creativity is actually hampered because I can't, I, f- I don't feel safe just going into spaces and, you know, doing the kind of work I would like to do, mm. uh, just being a woman in South Africa. Um, and yeah, the thing about being taken seriously, um, like I, I sometimes feel like for jobs, you kind of have to, um, the challenge you face, I mean, especially with pricing, and I don't know if this is a thing, because I, I, I focus on like small businesses and entrepreneurs. Um, I often feel that as a woman, I kind of have to like justify my pricing, whereas I feel they wouldn't maybe do that to to like a male colleague. And mm. I've also come into this quite late into the game uh, where I've been photographing. I, I'm now 38. I came into this in like my early 30s. So I feel like I have to catch up as well. Mm. Yeah. No, it makes sense. Mm. I mean, um, more women have to be more lenient with pricing, with availability, um, and you have to take more pushback because you're a woman just to get in, to mm-hmm. get your name recognized. Um, I mean, for this collaboration, you were briefed, obviously, to photograph specific subjects which were women. But what are your preferences in terms of, you know, what you'd like to to capture and what re- really represents you in the visual arts industry? Well, I tend to lean more towards the arts and culture community. But then my my approach with that is that I try and document, you bring like the documentary aspect of it, because I find that like with a lot of, um, not to speak down like on, on eventing photographers, but with a lot of that, the images tend to look the same. So I found that, okay, cool, there's a lot of events happening and I always find myself in, in musical spaces or with artists. Mm-hmm. So how's about I document like behind the scenes and I believe that, that archive is important, you know, like things are always happening in that space and fans and people always get to see the the, the final product, but not the ups and di- downs in between. Mm-hmm. So I tend to find myself in that space with the documentary and like, you know, more newsy approach for that space because I feel like there's there's a big gap that mm-hmm. we can still fill with, with that approach within the arts. And it almost gives um, like credibility from one art to the other mm-hmm. because then it gives credibility for the entertainment industry mm-hmm. to show the hard work that goes behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and for you, Alette? Yeah, so I'm mostly a photojournalist, so that's sort of where my um, passion also lies. I have the responsibility to um, show people uh, stories and to um document the the history as well for me that's a really big responsibility that I take really seriously and the kind of stories that I love to do is um, just interesting people representing bigger issues um, uh, like for example the reclaimers I mean they they uh, play such a big role in doing what they're doing and showing people what they look like um and realizing that we're all the same, actually. We like, uh, my photography also tend to focus on what we have in common rather 
than what makes us different to show so people can identify and uh, uh, hopefully engage with the story that way. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. And I mean, to your point that women may be so different, but it is really all the differences that make us almost the same, you know, across cultures, uh, we have the same experiences, the same wants. Um, and how has this been for you? Like what subject matter really resonates with you? What do you, you know, uh, Alette talks of a heritage that she wants to leave behind. What kind of legacy do you see visually for yourself? So I'm a little different in the sense that uh, food photography was kind of like my inlet into photography. Mm. And while it does seem like a very sort of like a frivolous Instagrammy kind of space, I see a lot of importance in documenting the economy of food, the politics behind food, because I photograph uh, for a lot of like um, small businesses and entrepreneurs, um, food then becomes their means of building themselves up economically, of, uh, you know, creating a space for themselves. So uh, I find, you know, even even though it feels like it's just a very um, sort of like a primary, a space that's primarily for aesthetics, there's there's a lot more behind food production. And I'd mm. really like to to capture that. Sure. That's that's very interesting. And I mean, that uh, speaks to also a an industry that women play a huge role in, mm. particularly in South Africa. You know, we experience food scarcity and, you know, mm -hmm. security is, is very important. Now, speaking of, you know, the economic climate, what, you know, has it influenced your work at all? The fact that we are in the middle of a pandemic, hopefully not in the middle, towards the end, um, has it influenced you know, your work, work availability and access to work at all? Yeah, I don't know. Certainly, I think if it wasn't for the internet, I don't know where I'd be like during this time. Mm. But it it also like has exposed like a lot of alternative ways of like navigating my career path. And I think for everyone else in the room, because when, when lockdown started, I was like, oh, damn. So what's going to happen now? You know, so now you, I was forced to look at the work that I already have. So what I did in that in that um, instant, I would like pitch stuff to uh, platforms like OK Africa. Right. And so during that time, I got, I got to get published uh, through platforms like that, art platforms, because uh, majority of what I have leans towards that community. So I think through writing articles as well, because you had to tap into um, other skill sets. Um, yeah, it's, it, it just like forced you to reinvent the way that you move and like think about things. Right. With so, its challenges. Yeah. So mm. there's definitely been positives. Mm, um, no, certainly. I think, you know, this this time period has pushed a lot of people to find, you know, their skill mm. and their expertise in other fields that they've never had to navigate before. Um, Alette, do you want to share your experience um, with this pandemic in mind? So definitely financially, uh, especially in the beginning, it was a huge uh, knock and a shock. And the stress from that was quite uh, difficult as well. But I think um, also from being a freelancer for a very, very long time, I was sort of uh, able to uh, look at other ways of getting income. And, mm. um, uh, and ironically, it also um, forced me to do more photojournalism. And that's where I actually what I wanted to do. So that was sort of a positive that came out of that as well. Um, I think another positive, uh, not maybe specifically for myself, but 
for women photographers in especially Africa because photographers couldn't travel. Uh, so there were some assignments that were given to local photographers um, to, to do stories uh, in their uh, communities and in their countries, which I think is something that should happen much, much more because uh, those people know the, they know their, their, their country, they know their communities, and they tend to uh, do really great stories, but they don't get commissions. So maybe that was also a positive that, sure. Uh, sort of an unintended positive that came out. Mm. No, absolutely. And I mean, who better to write our story than us, right? Mm. So would you encourage other women creatives to go into a freelancing space because it gives you more room, flexibility in terms of financial security? I think for me, it was it. it, it I, I, I found myself in a better space as a freelancer, but I do realize that as a woman with a family, it would be very difficult because the uh, income is not steady, um, but you are able to maneuver a bit more. Um, so for me, it works really well, but uh, it can be stressful. And I think you just have to realize that when you do that, that sometimes some months aren't going to be as great as the other month. But you also tend to sort of plan for it ahead. Uh, you know which months are busy, which are not. So um, by managing it that way, um, it can work. Okay. Thank you so much. That's quite insightful. Um, and for you, Saleha? So I think what it's done for me is prior to lockdown, I was very much a, a journalist photographer. Like I would take you know, whatever work sort of came my way. And then obviously events dried up completely. And then what this time has made me think about is that I don't actually want to be a journalist. I do want to focus on specific things, on food, on entrepreneurs. And the heartening thing that came out of lockdown and, and uh, people having to look for alternative streams of income is a lot of people were coming up with their own things. And and so I met a lot of entrepreneurs who wanted now photographs of new products that they've come up with or new businesses that they've that they've started, and yeah, and I found that a lot more fulfilling. Mm. And uh, I feel like even now going forward, I'm now a bit more clearer about where it is that I want to be as a photographer. Right. So yeah. that community of of women mm. certainly plays a, a an important role in how we navigate and help each other. Now, going into um, a bit of more personal stories, um, I mean, you've shared really wonderful stories about your subjects, but now into your own stories. Do you believe, you know, in South Africa with our history, have we inherited some some of the self-limiting beliefs from disempowered mothers? <laughs> yeah, certainly. I think you're asking this like at a perfect time for me because... I think lockdown also forced me to just like realize some flaws about myself. And there's a lot of things about me at this age, like 31, where I can see a lot of my mom, things that I don't like in her personally, like the low self-esteem sometimes, you know, like we, you, you learn, we, as people, we monkeys, we learn by seeing. So I wish I always tell my partner, it would have been great if my mom had access to all the opportunities that her age mates had at the time because then that would have trinkled down to to us as well because yeah. it's some, like you, it's, you constantly have to work on yourself and learn that pick up new stuff mm. but I also have to say like for us now I think as women we need to organize more within ourselves because we live like in pockets you know I'm thinking about myself during when I got the brief I could have reached out to one of you because at some point I was 
I was like, wow, how am I going to approach this? You know, mm. but the fear of approaching people sometimes. So I think within ourselves first, we need to start organizing, like even like having conversations about pricing, like that's mm. something you have to really, really, really understand so that you can, you know, be able to navigate confidently within the business side of, of, of photography. So yeah, definitely my parents, I know like there was stuff that I wish she could have gained so that she could have like shared with me, right. you know, ultimately. yeah. Mm, because it is an ecosystem, mm. you know, we pass down the knowledge um, inheritance that, that we, mm. we have um, and we can only share what we have. And Alet, for you, is, is there anything significant that you can share where you believe that you inherited that from, you know, females, even if it's not a mother, it can mm -hmm. be an aunt or, you know, the women that were in your life. Yeah. yeah. So I actually wanted to bring up uh, a, a female photographers in South Africa because I think we've got such a great group of female photographers. I mean, there's so many who are doing well locally and internationally. And for me, looking up to what those women were doing, um, it really helped me to also see myself um, in that space. Um, so that's why I think it's important to have discussions like this so other younger female photographers can sort of also just see themselves going there. Mm. And I also agree with Andy, like the, it's simple things as well, like when you're writing an email, to not sort of be apologetic, but just to, I always try to read my emails again and take out all those words for maybe, uh, I, I think. think. <laughs> yeah. So small things like that, uh, I think is also important. Okay, really lovely. And I mean, this the purpose of this of this work that you know here her voice is doing is really that you know for future generations as well of women who can feel confident in 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 what they do in what they're experts in now onto the subject you know of the of the women that you that you captured really beautiful stories um women that i believe when I, you know when i read their stories they are women first before they are experts at whatever that they were doing. You know, if it was the sculpture, if it was, um, you know, the the author, the lady that wrote the book. And I almost feel like that when we are our most authentic self is when we really shine, right? Do you have that experience with your subjects, you know, and you capture small businesses mm -hmm. and you know, that is where the heart of South African entrepreneurial lies and where a lot of women play. Do you feel that, you know, when we are women first, we can do a lot more? For sure. If if I look at, in fact, if I think of, I would say the majority of people I photograph are actually women, yes. So, um the entrepreneurs definitely. A lot of them are, are home based. They 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 juggling everything. They juggling motherhood. They juggling trying to you know keep things together. Um, and yeah, they've all sort of found things that they're good at, and then they they are now heading in that direction, trying to make something more for it, building something not only for themselves but for their families, for their kids. Uh, and yeah, I do see that authenticity playing a role in that. Mm, yeah. Mm. So, you know, speaking of another trait that uh, women are, are very good at punishing ourselves on, and it's that's perfectionism. <laughs> I can imagine in your industry where you are capturing images, you know, how do you stop yourself 
from beating yourself up and, you know, not getting the work out there sometimes because you are striving unhealthily for <laughs> perfection. Andy, you have something to share. It sounds interesting. Yeah, it's, it's hard when you live in your head a lot. Um, so sometimes, like, I think a lot, this is something that lockdown has helped with as well because we live online nowadays and you have to share the work for people to see, for you to get jobs. So I just push myself really sometimes takes a while to even select images like even this project I had to think about it for so long whereas like when you actually go out to the project it's so easy and it feels so natural so yeah definitely like it's just letting go of the paintbrush sometimes and just like putting yourself out there because I know Instagram and these platforms are like they have a lot of people so if you put something out it's out there mm. and you have no control over how people react to it. So I think for me, sharing my work like that helps with the anxiety of people's comments because, you know, okay, cool, whatever they say, they say, but I've achieved what I want. I've shown the work. So like social media plays like a big role in that regard, um, navigating that anxiety of being able to share and letting go of the paintbrush. Mm, mm. Mm. And I mean, you know, developing such um, traits or steps for yourself really plays... Um, contributes a lot towards our mental health, mm. which is a really, really um, important aspect mm. to to keep doing the business. And as an artist, um, you know, you're putting your thoughts out there and you're vulnerable about your work. Alet, how do you negate the perfectionism syndrome? Yeah, so I think uh, the responsibility of the people that I'm photographing to tell their story can weigh very heavy on me. Because they've given their time and their energy. And if you're not doing a good job, you're not just wasting your own time. You're doing a disservice to that person. So that can be quite uh, 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 difficult. But I think for me, focusing on the story, it's it's not just me. It's the story of the person or the, the event that I'm trying to tell. So focusing more on that side helps to... Let go of that sort of perfectionism that you do strive. For. I mean, you strive to have high, a high standard of work, but it it it, it is about um, the story and just getting that out so people can look at it and read it and interact with it. Right, and for you, Saleha, um, it's actually something I was thinking about recently. I, I was sitting w with a job in another the post processing part, and it was taking me forever because I was trying to make each image the best that I could. Uh, it, again, it was for a small business and I really wanted this woman's products to shine. And I was sitting there thinking, I, I don't think she's going to know how much I'm actually putting into this, but it, it doesn't matter because she's going to look at it and love it and not know why she loves it. Mm. And I'm going to know, okay, I, I sat till like four in the morning making sure that, you know, that the highlights and the shadows were, <laughs> were perfect and that I I cloned out, you know, dust marks. Um, so yeah, it, 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 it can get heavy and a lot, but it, it's part of, it's part of the job. It's just me, you know, getting better at time management and, um, you know, except th there are certain things where you will accept the flaws, but there are certain things where you have to have to be right. a perfectionist. Yeah. And do you find that you do get to a space where you are proud of yourself? You can be more grateful than critical of yourself. Sure, that's a mm. difficult question. <laughs> I'm definitely proud of a lot of the work mm. that I've done. And if I look back, there's uh, a, a lot of stuff that I feel proud about. But I think also, f especially as, f as a photojournalist, you're always just thinking about 
the next project and is my next project what am I doing am I doing enough am I is the story going to be good where am I going to get the next story um, but definitely if I look back there's definitely work that I'm very proud of so while you are doing this collaboration with Standard Bank um, the hashtag you know hear her voice did you think at all that you were creating an impact into you know, South African women's lives? I think that's a, a, an interesting question. And when I was a young photojournalist, I obviously I was very idealistic and pictures can change the world. And as you get older, you realize that one picture is not going to change the world, but it's a collection mm. and it's an, it, it's an effort every single time where we uh, do stories and we show people uh, for um, and, and for people to identify with those photographs. So it's not just about one photograph, but it's about that collection that you create and people start looking at people differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're only a small part of that sort of bigger responsibility, but if you didn't do it, uh, it would be missing. Right. And, you know, to the other ladies in this industry, visual um, industry, do you find that there is gatekeeping like there is in many other creative spaces where, you know, the women that have existed longer in the photography sort of um, stop the other women from entry, you know, creating boundaries? Oh, that's a tricky one. But if if it does happen, I wouldn't say it like it's something that's like prevalent. Like, I, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, it's a tricky one. I don't think predominantly. They might mm. be there and there, but I haven't really experienced something for me to stand by the fact that, oh, no, there are a lot of um, um, gatekeepers. But what I have experienced are women sometimes, when you are a woman and doing the job, they, they do tend to look down on you or doubt your your ability to to deliver that task. So, yeah, but, And those are... Few in between, it's right. not a lot of them. Yeah. yeah, that's that's good to hear. I mean, I think growing up black, um, you know, the the guys that used to take our pictures in the auction were predominantly men. Mm. You know, who would walk around and we'd pay like five rand or something per picture <laughs> print out. But you know, the landscape has has changed um, entirely. Um, so I I also feel like as a woman who represents other females visually you have the opportunity to go into subject matter that maybe may have nothing to do with photography, but where your voice can help others or you can amplify the voice of other women. So what is, you know, your stance in terms of like orientation, family, your personal choices? Have they come into light at all in regards to your work where you felt you had to choose, you know, either being a fam- with a family or being a photographer or you had to choose being a mom or not or being straight or not. Do those things come into play at all? For myself, not so much so. Well, I, I don't have kids yet, so there's there's none of that, that sort of pull. Um, and I think I'm lucky in that my husband's always been supportive and I think for a lot of married women, that is important to kind of have a husband who's on the same level as you in terms of, you know, it's important that you marry someone who's a partner and not, you know, yes. who sees you as, you know, mm. below or whatever. So for me, I've been lucky in that sense. Um, I, ca- I can't say the same for a lot of other women 
because their circumstances could be completely different. So, so I've never really experienced that as, as being held back in, in any way. Okay. And oh, sorry, I must say that I think doing my job would be very difficult with having if you had children. But having said that, many women has done it. It's not impossible. Mm. But uh, but for me, I think uh, I decided to have career. But also like uh, having a balance between uh, your career and your personal life. Having a good support structure structure doesn't have to be a husband or a wife or, but like a partner and good friends and a family structure. I think that's really important, especially uh, because the job can be um, mentally um, uh, quite challenging. Mm. So you need that support system to go back home and be able to do brief a bit for, uh, because of the things that you saw and the things that you experienced. I think that's important. Right. Thank you so much. I mean, what you bring up about the support structure, that is very, very important. I mean, some women don't have it and they will push through without mm -hmm. it, but it really makes a difference to women that do have it. And for you, Andy? Uh, not particularly. I think also growing up at a time where as a woman, you know what's due to you and at what standard. So I think already for me, I was in that mind space where I was like, okay, if anyone comes fighting, I'm ready to fight as well. Right. So at home, even though they don't understand, there is a bit of support system. And I think I've, I've, I've gained my most support system from my partner. Because sometimes when you come back from a job, you, you need to de-stress and talk to someone and let it off. Mm. And those crying sessions help as well. Because, yeah, it can be tough sometimes. Yeah. Especially with photojournalism, Alette, I know you guys like come across like some gruesome stuff and... When I've gone to one or two freelance gigs, I always come back and say, news photography is not for me because I'm not emotionally strong to stand mm. some of those stories because they can weigh heavy on someone. Yeah. And I mean, those crying sessions are not even weaknesses. It's mm. really your strength when you can say, shoot, I've really had a tough day and I need to let this out mm. in this way. Certainly. So. My final question, and thank you so much um, to all three of you. I think you're absolutely amazing, is in this collaboration with Standard Bank, what has been the most exciting part of it? The reflection challenge was exciting. <laughs> like, I've always imagined documentary photography as something where you go into a space, you don't recreate or add on elements, you, you make images as they are. But I was so shocked when they were like, okay, cool, you can improvise if there's no reflection. I was like, oh, damn, which makes it even more interesting. Mm -hmm. Begs the question now, what, what is documentary photography? How far can you go with it? Like, how far can you break rules? So I think for me, it taught me to not be afraid to try out the brief from the other side. Because you'll, you'll meet it at the end of the day. Right. Mm -hmm. And you'll meet yourself exactly, at the end yeah. of that mm. achievement. And for you, Alette? For me, just uh, meeting these women. Uh, I'm always, I'm a curious person. That's why I'm do doing what I'm doing. Just meeting these people. Um, when I went to visit Liza, the firefighter, just seeing how she's like, when she walks into that uh, uh, fire room or whatever, how she just like brightens up the whole space. Uh, and even Anna Chauke, the reclaimer, that's someone that I'm going to be passing in the street and now I sort of know her story. Mm. For me, that's really exciting. And then some of the women that I photographed, I knew. But it's almost it's like a, an interesting um, exchange when you're photographing someone. Even if you do know them, you sort of find out a little bit more about them as well. So what I loved was in the whole process, as much as I was sort of like discovering these people, I feel that 
by being in their space, by asking them questions, they were also kind of discovering themselves, like maybe going back to why it is that they do the things they do. Mm. I mean, these are things you don't really, I mean, you often just go through the motions and then, you know, to take that time to step back and say, okay, this this was my intent and, and this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. So I found that that quite interesting yeah. for and a lot of them. Yeah. You're right about, you know, if you never get asked the question, you, you actually never ask it yourself. So you contributed to every single woman that you photographed because then you got them to think about why it is that they do what they do. Thank you, ladies, for affording the Hear Her Voice podcast time to share not only your subject stories, but your own as well. Vitally to Standard Bank was to amplify through the month of August the voices of extraordinary women through the lenses of your work. You really have captured the spirit of courage, collaboration, and sheer grit that those women imbued. To access the breathtaking images and stories from those women, please visit the Standard Bank Group Instagram pages, and there you can also access the link to the Hear Her Voice blog. Thank you.